Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Mondo. Hey, guys, this is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. Yeah, 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 you know what it is. It's the It Boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino, and when I want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, well, I'll listen to my own, but if I really want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, I listen to ROH Cast right here on ROHWorld.com. Let's get it, baby. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 42 of ROH Cast. It's that time again. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHWorld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi, everyone. And one of our writers, Des, is also here. It's episode 42. That's the answer, you know, to life, the universe, and everything. It's great to be back, guys. <laughs> uh, this week, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got the latest TV show that aired last week. Um, there's some a little bit of news. There's also results from Pittsburgh and spoilers from the latest TV tapings. And don't worry, this isn't ROHDressing.com. We are not going to give give away epic spoilers from the tapings like they decided to do. But we'll uh, talk about that a little bit later. And uh, first, we'll get to the uh, latest TV show that aired on June 30th. And uh, I don't actually have a, a song for this segment, but I love the Camp Strong music that much that I'm going to play it, and that will do. There we go. Um, Not in full? Well, what it, is this? It's, it's a long clip. I mean, people have to go through that awfully long intro and they don't want to have to go straight to the... They've probably already switched off by now, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the show began... It, it, sorry, I should probably give some context here. This was the uh, Road Rage <laughs> edition of ROH. It, uh, it is from the Charleston event that happened... Uh, is it, was that June? Early in June, I believe? Um, yeah. Uh, Kevin Kelly and Jim Cornette were on commentary and they hyped, at the start of the show, they hyped the main event, which is a Texas death match between Jay Briscoe and newcomer Charlie Haas. Uh, <laughs> they, they talked about this long rivalry Charlie Haas and Jay Briscoe have been having, but I haven't seen Charlie Haas before. So um, I think the last time we saw him was during the, the eight-man elimination tag that ended up being the longest match in RH history. I believe he was he was in that match instead of his... Uh, his alter ego Charlie Haas. Yeah, um, for those who don't get the awful joke that we're doing that no one will probably understand, um, they misspelt his name and put Charlie Haas with two S's once again, which is always amusing. But uh, <laughs> the, the show began with the uh, match between Mike Mondo and Davey Richards, which is a, it was an infamous time limit draw that we, we talked about a few weeks ago when the uh, results were out. And uh, I actually, I, I liked the match, but in, in my opinion, and John put this in his TV report, um, rest in peace, podcast first nightmare, but uh, <laughs> he said that it was obvious it was going to be a time limit draw, which I think is a, a re- reoccurring problem in Ring of Honor, and I sort of got that feeling as well. I know I know, we know the results, but <laughs> you can, just by the way the wrestling and the way things are dragging out, it's like, yeah, it's going to be a time limit draw, but I still did enjoy it, and I still think it was a good performance by Mondo, but... Um, I'll go to you first, Stephen. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, more or less what John said, really. I think it, it was it was quite obvious from you know, from quite early on that it was going to be a time limit draw. They, you know, the, the sort of uh, first sort of period of the match where you know they, they sort of feel each other out and uh, you know it's a lot of submission. They thought that lasted a bit too long, and as you you know as, as I said, it it just it 
was just going to be a time limit draw. I think it was just sort of nailed on, and it, it does take a bit away from the match when you know that sort of the ending is so obvious. But um, I, as you said, I thought Mondo did really well again. I think he's really uh, you know really come on in the last few months. I just I just don't know. I just thought it was a, a bit of a strange match, really. I, just, I, I can't quite explain why. I just there was just something. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I did enjoy it, but I don't know. I think the ending was a bit, I don't know, a bit strange as well. The way Mondo actually, I don't know, he, he just didn't look like he timed the whole thing right. And he, he more or less tapped before the time it went. And it, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being really nitpicky, but I just, I wasn't a key, sort of, I'm a big fan of the, of the end. And the whole match sort of in, in total, really, it was, it was decent enough, but I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really feel it to be honest. And... I, I personally think that, you know, it still could have been this back and forth intense match. You know, Mondo looking impressive, but just have him tap out. Just let Davey pick up the win. They don't have to wrestle a match, you know, to drag it out to make it reach the time limit. And uh, as you said, I think Mondo almost went to tap too soon a bit, so I had to sort of retract yeah, his I hand. Yeah, I think but, they uh... sort of did that thing. And I think I don't know. I, I think they are pushing Mondo too quickly. He, there's me. a big jump because he was he lost to TJ Perkins not long ago and no one loses to TJ Perkins. Yeah. And now he's time limit drawing with Davy. That's a that's a big leap out of nowhere. I was thinking that in his pre-match promo he was saying that um, you know they uh, say you, you're you're nobody until or you're not the best in the world until you beat Mike Mondo and I was thinking well TJ Perkins beat him a few months ago and you know up until a few months ago he was just basically you know someone that they brought in for TV tapings to either do a job or. You know, put on a, a match with an OVW guy, and you know, I'm not saying he didn't deserve it because I think he has, you know, improved a lot and has, has, you know, he has impressed me. But I think, as you said, the the jump from just sort of being a TV sort of guy to, you know, having draws with, with a former world champion, and uh, you know, as what he did at um, Best in the World, where he, you know, he's just he come in and beat someone who's been quite an established star for quite a while. That I don't know. I think I think they are pushing him a bit a bit too quickly and. I think fans might start sort of reacting negatively towards that, and I don't, yeah, I don't want that to happen. Because I think Mondo is, is a good talent, but I think they are sort of trying to push push him down uh, fans' throats a bit a bit too soon. I think. What about you, Des? Are you a, What do you think of this match? Are you a fan of Mondo? Yeah, I like Mondo. I think he's, you know, I, I like the match. I thought the time limit draw was a bit weird, and especially the way Mike Mondo reacted to the time limit draw. Because if you watch Best in the World, and I'm aware that, you know, this was actually taped before Best in the World, but at Best in the World, Mondo acted like a total babyface confronting Mike Bennett and, and, you know, threatening to do sexual things to Maria, who's (laughs) a heel. And I guess that's a babyface thing to do, and I don't know. But uh, here he acted like a total heel when he didn't want to continue fighting Davy Richards. So I think they're sending uh, mixed messages right now. Yeah, I think it's like... Babyface or a heel. Perhaps when they came up with him turning face last minute or something. You know, if they knew this was going to be aired afterwards, they should have remembered, oh, wait, he's going to be turning face at Best in the World. This will be shown afterwards. Let, let him act as a face. Like, even in his pre-match promo, he was still a bit of a heel there. So I, I agree, it is a bit confusing, perhaps, for f- certain fans that, you know, watch the pay-per-view and then they watch next week's show and he's completely different. So, a bit strange. But uh, moving on, we then had uh, a quick intermission, and uh, well, it was intermission at the event, and we had highlights from the four-corner 
survival proven ground match, that's their mouthful that is, between Adam Cole, BJ Whitmack, Carlo Riley and Roderick Strong with the winner, if it wasn't Strong, getting a TV talk shot, which Adam Cole picked up the win and had his TV talk shot at the latest TV tapings, which, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, we then got to the main event. It was a Texas death match between Charlie Haas and Jay Briscoe. Now, Texas death match. This is the time where we need someone like Podcast's Worst Nightmare, John, to explain these uh, advanced rules like he did with yes. the, uh, <laughs> the hybrid fighting rules. But um a hybrid fighting Texas death match. Wow. <laughs> uh, essentially... In the Texas death match, you have to score the pinfall uh, on your opponent or, or submission as a traditional match. Um, and then there is a 30-second rest period. And then after that 30 seconds, if they cannot answer the 10 count, then you win. So picture it as a last man standing match where you have to get a 40 count after pinning them. <laughs> and there are no count outs or as the graphic said, disqualifications or something along those lines. <laughs> what is Texas rules? So that, that is how they would say disqualification in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you, you can tell why this match hasn't been done for decades because Yes, the they were bragging that they were the first major promotion to do it in ten years, but yeah, you can see why. That's because the rules are just dreadful. I mean even <laughs> on a on a pole matches are probably more relevant than this type of they match. They should have just had a last man standing match. Or, like, eat the rag on a pole match or something. Oh, there you go. But, uh, jokes aside, um, I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. It was a good way to end the feud. Charlie Haas was good as a heel, as always. He he just, like, kicked the ref in the head for no reason. Like, during <laughs> cool. his entrance, he was slapping Kevin Kelly about. He's just, like, an old-school heel. I'll give him credit, because I did sort of despise him almost while he was wrestling his greatest tag team as they were a face. But ever since the heel turn, I think he's been really entertaining. And I'm starting to see why John likes him so much and loves tooting his horn. But, um, <laughs> Stephen, what, what did you think of the main event? Um, yeah, like what you said, I thought it was it was really entertaining, actually. I, the only sort of agreement I've got with it that it, it didn't really feel like a, a big sort of blow-off match, in my opinion. I mean, I know it was a Texas death match and it hasn't been done for 10 years or whatever, but in terms of, like, sort of the, the hatred between them didn't seem that intense considering they've been feuding for what felt like 10 years or something. <laughs> if uh, longer, I think. <laughs> I mean, it was as I said, it was it was a good match. It was you know a nice little sort of gimmick match, and you don't normally see them sort of matches on TV. So it will give you know people who don't you know necessarily watch the pay per views something a bit different to watch. But I just thought maybe it could have been a bit more sort of intense and a bit more violent, if anything. But I, suppose, I think I think the re- yeah it's a yeah, PG show, them, isn't it? So. They knew they were going to be um, taping it for TV, so I suppose it couldn't be that bad. But that's probably yeah, why Haas gave no one a middle finger, like he always does on pay-per-views. So. And, and when they, they blanked out the holy shit chance, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Des, what did you think of it? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I thought, I thought the ending was kind of, uh, kind of cool as well. They tied in the, the whole ether thing, and we got the... We have the... A, an exclusive, I don't know actually why it's exclusive, but we have a clip from the, uh, from the show. We've often joked about how Kevin Kelly and commentators react to the ether. Um, Charlie Haas got it out again. He, that sounds wrong. Um, he got the Whip ether can out. <laughs> he got the ether out. Sprayed the towel. Was about to hit him with it, but Jay Briscoe ducked, and then the can, you know, rolled out to the outside. And then we got this um, classic audio clip. <laughs> you smell that? Oh, my, the hell that hospital smell? Yeah. Hey, old 
Charlie Haas with it. One, two, three. KO'd Charlie Haas with it. Get the <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea what Jim Connett was doing, but that ether must be some crazy stuff, I tell you. I like the way it was thrown into the crowd, and the crowd were just passing it along and pretending it smelled as well. They were smelling it and laughing at it, and I swear one of the fans like was sniffing and just went, oh shit, but they didn't believe it out. <laughs> if you look back, I swear that's what he says. Jez, <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you think of the main event? Forgetting the rah, rah, noise or whatever that was. Oh, that was the best part. <laughs> I thought it was a it was a fine, you know, it was okay for a TV main event, but I just thought the finish was really anticlimactic, or at least compared to the rest of the match, because you get you get Jay Briscoe hitting a Death Valley driver on fencing, and that <laughs> that doesn't put Charlie Haas out, but he smacks him in the head with a can, and that does. <laughs> yeah, that's that is Come a bit strange. But there was ether in that can, so perhaps when he hit him with it, a little bit sprayed out in his face or something. <laughs> and he couldn't get up again. I see. Yes, that's that's obviously what happened. So um, yeah, all in all, I think it was a fun match, and uh, I hope that feud's over. And that's that's all <laughs> I've got to really say on that. Anything else to add about this week's road? Oh, it should be noted that uh, next week's show is another Road Rage edition, where they'll be showing the Steen uh, Eddie Edwards TV. Oh, world title match rather and also Jay Lethal versus Michael Elgin will, will be airing next week and as far as I know the weeks after that will be, be uh, best in the world road rage so it, it sounds okay. like it's going to be a long time before this um, the new set of tapings actually start airing because they haven't got another tapings till August so they've got to try and drag the gap out as much as possible with road rage so um so I remember such a weird disconnect between the pay-per-views and the tapings. Like by the time, yeah. I don't know, man. Because um, so you know the the July seventh episode is going to be a road rage from uh, Charleston again, and then do we assume one, maybe two weeks again of of road rage for best in the world? Because Macklin was there live, and he said that they had the commentators in the ring at one point during intermission saying, "Oh, we're back on road rage" or whatever. So they are going to be airing some of it. So. You know, we might not be seeing these new tapings until July 21st or 28th. So, um, yeah, it's qu- it is quite a big sort of gap, really. Mm. I, thought, uh, I thought this this um, episode was was pretty good. There, I mean, I do like these road rage sort of shows when they, you know, when they are from shows that we haven't already watched, <laughs> and that they're, you know, they're, they're we haven't of, already paid for, like in yeah, you know, um, in the Sun or whatever. That, I mean, there were two pretty decent matches, and we got the sort of the highlights of the Four Corners Survival match, you know, in the middle. And we get as well. two more next week. Yeah, and they actually look pretty decent matches. So I, I don't mind too much when they, you know, when they use sort of, uh, you know, footage from live events that, you know, unless you buy the DVD, you're not going to see. But when I, I don't, I still don't get the whole eye pay per view thing. I think people should be paying for eye pay per views, and you shouldn't be giving the whole of it away on TV. But that's just yeah my opinion. But yeah, I don't mind these episodes, and I thought it was. Uh, a pretty good one. We got the uh, nice giving match at the end and the the uh, the brilliant commentary. So uh, yeah, it was pretty decent, I think. So uh, yeah, that wraps up this week's TV show, and now we'll um, move on to the results from Pittsburgh, which took place on June thirtieth. Um, the show began with Jay Lethal defeating Carlo Riley with the Lethal Injection. Uh, we then had a four-corner survival match where Mike Mondo defeated Mike Seidel. Kenny King and Mike Bennett when he pinned uh, Seidel after a DDT. 
Um, Adam Cole defeated Pepper Parks with his um, what's his finishing move called? The new the German Florida Key, is it? Or there we go, like the German suplex. Uh, or the lethal ha- injection, like Kevin Kelly likes to call it. <laughs> Probably. Uh, we then had the Embassy Limited come out. Nana says that the embassy is forever and attempts to propose marriage to Mia Yim. Um, Champa then comes out and beats down Nana. And uh, from what I understand, Barrister Adi Evans was either with Champa or exited to, to avoid the beatdown. So there's a little bit sort of not 100% sure what's going on there. But it looks like there's something going on with the embassy. And perhaps when the TV show airs, we'll find out what exactly is going on. Um, Eddie Edwards then defeated Tommaso Ciampa with a roll-up, which seems to be his new finishing move. Yeah, um, screw the dragon sleeper, the roll-up's what it's all about. Yeah, he, he, he had Dan to roll, didn't teach him that one, did he? He had to roll up um, Davey, he had to roll up Rhino, he had to roll up Brutal Bob, he had to roll up Bennett, he had to roll up Ciampa. I mean, I Eddie Edwards he, does, he does have finishing moves. Did he give up on the chop your face? It's. I think it's been banned, I think. I think you get fined if you use that. They've had to uh, re- recall all those T-shirts. Um, we we then had a note here that the attendance was estimated at 500, which was a, a decent number, I'd say. Um, we then had Jimmy Jacobs defeating BJ Whitmer via countout. Um, both men were out on the outside, and just as they were uh, about to, you know, get back in the ring, Steen ran out, was punched by BJ. Um, which obviously didn't cause the DQ because Steen didn't, you know, attack Whitmer. But then that did cause the count out, and Whitmer said that the feud is far from over. Um, oh. We then had Charlie Haas defeat Rhett Titus. There was apparently a lot of outside craziness, and uh, <laughs> Haas nearly incited a riot with the fans. And uh, one fan actually jumped the guardrail to get Haas, and another fan later on tr- tried to jump the guardrail but was stopped. So uh, he is really is the ultimate heel, I tell you. Um, we then had Michael Elgin and Rhino team up for the first time ever, defeating the Briscoes when Rhino pinned Mike Briscoe with a gore. And then in the main event for the Ring of Honor World title, Kevin Steen retained successfully against Roderick Strong. Um, normally we stop and talk about the matches, but I just kept going there. Uh, <laughs> anything to? I know we obviously none of us were there, but anything to add or note before we move on to the news? My only little note, I think someone mentioned it on the forum actually, <clears throat> or on, on the results or something, but um, if you notice that Kenny King and Rhett Titus both lost a week after actually winning the title, which is a bit strange. I can understand Rhett Titus losing because it continues that feud. Yeah, um, I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kenny King wasn't pinned in the, um, in the four-corner match. No, I guess not. I just think it's uh, I swear, a week after winning the title. I mean, I think... Russian's greatest tag team continued the feud anyway. With you know, after the match when they attacked them, if they were going to do this, where Haas beat Totus on the tapings, I don't think that you needed that beat down after they won the titles. Because I think someone mentioned that you know that they won by roll up and then they got attacked afterwards, and now they're losing the week after they win the titles. It just, mm. I think all of it adds up to it, they don't look like sort of Legitimate, credible champions. Yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying there. Perhaps they should have got a more dominant victory and I still think the loss here is okay but I suppose when you do combine it with that you yeah. know roll up victory and the beat down it <clears throat> might look a bit bad another thing to note here in my opinion is that is Jay Lethal unbeatable I believe because so, yeah. uh, I put actually a lot of pickums on he, him winning because I've noticed a pattern that he very very rarely loses he's one of the the sort of elite that are rarely seems to lose guys <laughs> yeah he's, he seems unbeatable I thought I, I even put in the uh, on the forum before this show took place that 
I thought O'Reilly should get the win here. He can cheat if he wants, but you know, it's been announced that Davies apparently taken a brief sort of break from Ring of Honor in a, for a month or something. And once he comes back, he's probably going to feud with O'Reilly. So why not give O'Reilly a couple of wins under his belt to make him look like more of a you know legit threat, you know, heading into this feud with Davy. Yeah, I just don't see any reason why. I mean, Lethal's not involved in a feud. <clears throat> I mean, he's just lost a title, so you'd you'd think that he's not going to win a title anytime soon. And he just, I don't know, he he just he doesn't need these wins. I mean. I don't think he's ever going to be at the level of a world champion, in my opinion, in, in Ring of Honor. I don't think mm. he he's world champion material. I, don't, I think I've said this before, that Jay Lethal's a kind of wrestler that I enjoy watching, but I don't particularly sort of look forward to watching, if that makes sense. Mm. He just, I think it's just his character, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, he's just a very, very bland character. I mean, he's good in the ring, but there's nothing that he does that, you know, you, you haven't seen before. And his promos are all the same. You know, they're not bad, but they're just... They all seem, you know, like they've been been written for him, and he's they're just all the same sort of thing, really. I mean, that, I mean that that's that's the thing with Jay Lethal. I think personally, I just I don't think he's going to win the world title anytime soon. Mm. You know, I doubt he'll win the TV title uh, anytime soon either. So he's just sort of floating around at the mo- at the moment. And as you say, with someone like Kyle O'Reilly, he, he could really do with you know that that would really boost him a win over someone. Same like thing with uh, Michael Elgin lost to him in Charleston. <laughs> As well, which yeah, I thought was a bit strange. It is, it's, yeah, it's strange. I mean, I, I, I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, uh, I, I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Des, do you know what they're thinking? <laughs> I, I don't know what they're thinking, but God, yeah, give your guys some heat, especially O'Reilly. Heat him up for Davy Richards, and then, you know, he, I beat these guys. You can't beat people, Davy. I can. And set mm-hmm. up that big match for wherever they're going to end up fighting. But one thing, too, I love how BJ Whitmer declares that his feud with Jimmy Jacobs is far from over, considering they've been feuding for about seven years. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as long as the wrestling's great tag team with the Briscoes, isn't it? Almost. <laughs> almost. Um, he, look, he looked really good as well. From what I, the little highlights we saw, he looked in great shape as well, which is good because yeah, I heard that until he came back to sort of wrestling, I think it was about 18 months ago, that he'd sort of uh, you know pulled on the pans a bit and got a bit out of shape. But I think he looked, he looked probably in the best shape of his life, really. So... I'd be glad to see him. Uh, hopefully, become you know coming back sort of uh, on a more permanent basis. Yeah, so that wraps up the results from Pittsburgh. I think we'll, should we move on to the news now? I'll yeah, take that <laughs> silence as a yes. But yes, uh, we are ready for news. You can always find the news during the week at rhshaw.com, and uh, Des will soon be having a weekly roundup coming soon. And uh, I, I think he's working hard on a clever pun or name for this weekly column. So uh, Yeah, help me out, guys. I, I love puns, so send your puns to me at the Marcus Smart on Twitter. and Maybe <laughs> maybe that'll be your uh, your claim to fame as you help me. Wow, I completely punched that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not mean to keep you off with the music. That's what you get for self-promoting, damn you. <laughs> I actually thought that was a great intro. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Here we go. Um, yeah, news time. <laughs> Yeah, I had my mouse hovered over it, ready to play, and my finger just slipped and just double-clicked. I'm sorry. Sure. Go, go on, Stephen. You've got all the uh, the news. I have. Um, the first uh, bit of news we've got is that there is a new uh, feature article on rhworld.com. It's written by uh, Dave. It's uh, entitled Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team? Question mark. It's a uh, it's an article about obviously wrestling's greatest tag team and just sort of uh, discussing 
you know what, what they bring to the table and uh, you know what how valuable they've been really to uh, to Ring of Honor since since they've come in and you know what has changed since they've turned hill really it's uh, you know interesting read so go over to uh, to the website and check that one out. I also believe you've got a. Do you want to preview your upcoming article later this week? Yeah, there's one in the works about that. Mike Bennett sort of um, sort of discussing. I was going to call it basically the rise and fall of Mike Bennett because he just seems to be sort of down in the dumps really at the moment. I just don't don't see where he's going to go from here. I mean, obviously the the loss against Mike Mundo on on the pay per view and yeah, especially since you know I think we've spoke before at Final Battle that we really expected him to win the TV title and he was being strongly built for that. So. Yeah, I'll just be discussing basically what went wrong for him, really, and and what you know what sort of is going to happen to him going forward, and uh, basically discussing all that. And uh, I might even ask on the forum for some sort of uh, uh, basically input, see what people think, uh, you know, regarding Mike Bennett. Because I know he's not sort of most uh, most liked character in Ring of Honor, so um, it'll be interesting to see what people think about him and uh, add a bit mm. of sort of viewer feedback into the article as well. Sounds good. <clears throat> Uh, the next bit of news is that um, the two shows for later this month in the Carolinas have both been cancelled. Uh, the show in Winston-Salem, um, North Carolina on July the 27th, and uh, the show in Charleston, South Carolina on the 28th have both been been cancelled. The, um, the Winston-Salem show has been headlined by Eddie Edwards and Adam Cole against Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs. Well, the show the next night in Charleston was uh, being manifested by Kevin Steen defending the world title against Homicide. Um, everybody who purchased tickets will get a fee- full refund, and no return date has been announced. But apparently, I was reading on a form that people who have been given refunds and who have called and asked about the show is that Ring of Honor have said that they will be returning um, sometime in the in in the future. So, uh, if you live in the Carolinas. You you will be seeing Ring of Honor at some point. Just you don't it's, know when. It's, uh, it is disappointing when any show gets cancelled, especially you know two shows that have you know quite good main events there. So um, yeah, no I one knows see that, uh, the uh, and match. Yeah, I'm, hopefully they'll book it for another show. But um, you know it, it is disappointing. No one knows the, the exact reason why um, the shows were cancelled. There was a five-page thread of nonsense on the forum about it, but uh, nothing definitive came out of those pages, and that was quickly locked. But um, yeah, no one really knows what, why. We can assume tickets. I mean, I can't think of another reason. We don't know. We'll never know. But it can't be building specific because surely you wouldn't cancel both shows. Exactly. So people have been saying, as you, as you say, like ticket sales. Maybe even a couple of the guys have pulled out, or I don't know, travelling costs to the Carolinas have suddenly shot up or something. But I mean, do the official. So you guys Do you guys know if the Carolina if the Carolina area um, is a, a a TV market for the Sinclair Sinclair Group? I believe it is. Yeah. I believe so. It's that's just a, a like an indicator of you know what you know. I don't mean how TV's doing it. If if it is in fact ticket sales, uh, how that show is driving people to to these uh, live events there. I mean, they, I don't know. I've always thought they did a great job promoting their live events, but I guess they have to rethink their stance. Maybe. Mm, I mean, these were three weeks away, so um, three weeks this weekend, I believe. So uh, yeah, I'm not too sure exactly what, but. Uh... So they have got a lot of shows coming up, so maybe they just thought the calendar was a bit overbooked, and I don't know. I mean, uh, the official line. If, that if the is, ticket sales were good, they wouldn't have been cancelled. That's one way to look at it. If they were promising, they wouldn't have cancelled them. 
No, I guess not. But it might not have just been based on on ticket sales. Yeah, I mean. it might have been a factor, but I'm sure there's other reasons, and uh, no one will ever know. There's no point us trying to contact Ring of Honor and finding out because they they won't say any more than out of their control or whatever. But uh, yeah, they they announced it was circumstances beyond their control, which is uh, official for we're not telling you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. The next bit of news there's been three matches announced for the July 14th show in Milwaukee, um, which is quite soon, isn't it? It's a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, three matches are Roderick Strong taking on BG, uh, BG? BJ Whitmer. Um, I think I said earlier that it's, it'd be cool to see Whitmer sort of uh, being a more permanent guy on the roster, so maybe this will sort of uh, lead to him you know, appearing on you know TV taping maybe or an eye pay-per-view. Um, that should be a good match. Um, Jay Lethal taking on Mike Mondo. So that's another win for Jay Lethal. Uh, you never know. Mondo could be the one guy that she gets to beat. Uh, yeah, I think Mike Mondo's probably the only guy on the roster at the moment who could beat Jay Lethal. Which is wow, very, very strange. This is the alternate universe. <laughs> um, and the third match is Unbreakable Michael Algin taking on someone that Ring of Honor fans might remember, Silas Young. Ah. I don't. Yeah. Um, that's the name that, when I read it, I thought, oh, I remember you. Yeah, Eric uh, Young, oh, of course. Especially yeah. if you're watching that evolve, too. Mm, he, was, he was pretty good from what I remember, so uh, hopefully Algin will be able to have a good match with him to sort of uh, overcome the disappointment with the match against him. Yeah, he's going to say he's got to redeem himself now after that. Yeah, I don't think that was <laughs> his, his fault, to be honest. But um, Anyway, uh, next bit. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this before. I think we might have... <laughs> mentioned it on the website. I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the podcast. So, uh, Ring of Honor will be coming to Providence, Rhode Island for the very first time on August the 11th. Uh, several names have been announced, and um, it has also been announced that Kevin Steen will, well, if he's still champion, will defend the RH World title. Uh, it's not known who. Ah, he... make it homicide. He's still got a. Uh... Yeah, that's, they probably will move that to there. Yeah, they probably will. Um, there's. Everyone's, well not everyone, but a lot of the top guys have already been signed to appear. Like Kevin Steen, Eddie Edwards, Tommaso Ciampa, Mike Bennett, the Briscoes, Jay Lethal, uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, All Night Express and Adam Cole. I'm sure a lot of the others will be added as well. Mm-hmm. And the last bit of news, uh, Ring Runner has re- also uh, announced a return to Baltimore, which um, will be another round of TV tapings uh, on August the 3rd. Quite a big gap between the tapings there. As I said, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, say, that's, that's probably of... why they're doing all these road rage because there's a gap between the set of tapings. Yeah, it'll be at the Dewburns Arena yet again. Um, wrestlers also already signed to compete, more or less the same <laughs> sort of list. Uh, Kevin Steen, All Night Express, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Michael Elgin, Eddie Edwards, Mike Mundo, The Briscoes, Jay Lethal, Kyle O'Reilly, The Outlaw, Charlie Haas, but no, what he said, Shelton Benjamin. That is, but, that is strange. I don't know if... Charlie Haas is going to be making a singles run and yes. maybe he'll take on Steen at that. that yes. Well, <laughs> oh, no, be... they're trying to make Steen a heel for some reason, but so that probably won't happen. Yeah. But I think um, Charles, Charlie Haas as a singles heel could uh, could be quite interesting, at least be entertaining mm-hmm. anyway. And, the other two and also, TJ uh, Perkins. Do not forget, he's not on that list, but I know, no, I know he's yeah. there. The other two guys are Zombie Princess Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino. But, I mean... Yeah, TJ, but we understand TJ Perkins will be returning at these tapings, which might also suggest that the Young Bucks will also be returning, but we're not 100% on that, because obviously they were, they were, all of them were given the, the summer off. So um, 
Just like uh, Podcast yeah. Worst Nightmare John. Yeah, he'll be coming back on August the 3rd as well. So, um, yeah. Might that, might that date in your, your diaries because that'll be the, the night of the returnees. <laughs> is that the last bit of news? Um, I believe it is, yeah, for now. Yeah. Okay, well, um, yeah, that just sort of the. It's been. Is it me? Is the news segment just becoming the same thing every week, really, with Ring of Honor? It's just. It's a, it's a lot of just announced matches, isn't it? I mean, mm. if we could give you more, we would, but we can't, so. Don't blame us. We're just the messengers. <laughs> okay, now we'll move on to the uh, questions and topics you've sent in. I think we've got a lot this week. It's probably because John's not here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you can send these in in various different ways. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash ROH world. Uh, you can send us an email to contact at rohworld.com. Um, you can go on our forum, <laughs> rohworld.com slash forum. And also, you can call us now at one six one nine eight two 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 one one. That's one six one nine eight two 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 one one. You can call that number any time during the week as a uh, corny message from me when you uh, ring the number. Oh, leave that's a embarrassing. Yeah, if you leave, it's got a toot toot in there as well. Um, <laughs> if you leave a, a message in there, we'll play it on the show. And uh, well, yeah, we'll discuss what you've got to say. So uh, now we'll get to those listener topics. And Stephen, now you normally have all the topics, but I have the first ever voicemail right here. Do you? Oh, do you want to start with this exclusive scoop? Yeah, why not? Here we go. This is the first ever voicemail we've ever received. At ROH cast. Hello. Hi, I'm Chris Holmes. <laughs> I'm a big ROH uh, fan. One, well, one of the things I want to uh, I want to suggest uh, in the topic is that who's going to be next in line to take on and keep receiving for the ROH World Title? I mean, seriously, well, with David Richards out of the way, I would love to see the either be El Generico or either Eddie Edwards. To be to be honest, how am I making a triple threat? But um, but, but that's just my you know input. To be honest with you, I'm I'm rooting for Elton Nerko. Reason reason for because I think he'd be a hell of a champion. He's fun in the ring, very interactive. That man could kick your face off and dance while doing it, and that's just awesome in my book. So there we go. Um, what do you guys think? Um, you know, it was Davy's only shot at the title at uh, Best in the World, so. Steen's going to have to get a new challenger heading into uh, Death, Be- uh, Death Before Dishonor 10. And based on these spoilers, which we'll get to later, there doesn't really seem to be anyone that's highlighted yet as the you know next challenger. But what do you think about Generico or Edwards? Like uh, I think it was Chris uh, suggested. I think Edwards has already had a shot, hasn't he? And yes. you know he was doing this whole Die Hard Challenge series on his road back to Tar, and obviously he lost a homicide. So that would suggest that he's not going to be getting another shot anytime soon. And um, I mean, Generico, in an ideal world, I'd say yes. I mean, I think we said before even Steen got the title that it would be a great story for him to come back and, and sort of win the belt off Steen. But, I mean, he's not even appearing on our RH shows at the moment. It would appear that the relationship has more or less broken down between RH and, and Generico. As sad as that is, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him for quite a while in ROH. So I can't see him, as it stands, being you know a challenger for Steen. So... I mean, if you look at anybody else, I mean, I think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I don't think at the moment there is any 
anybody that could you know enter sort of a feud with Steen. I think eventually you could maybe see someone like Michael Elgin step up. I mean, I think I was thinking Adam Cole, but obviously um, with with Spoilers. things. Oh crap! <laughs> Adam Cole is otherwise engaged to feud with yeah. Steen, so uh, yeah, he has commitments. That he yes. Has Yes. Yeah, so I think On the only, <laughs> the only other guy who really sort of fits the bill, in my opinion, is is Elgin, and I think them two could really have some really good matches. I, I so just I, think I, it's too soon for Elgin. I know he I has got a survivor yeah. of the fittest shot to cash in at some point in the. Oh yeah. In the near <laughs> future, I think I think they I think they say they've got a year to do that, and they have mentioned it a couple of times recently on TV. So he has still got a total shot. You know, to come, but whether that'll be at Death or Dishonor 10, we don't know. And he'll I be think... breaking away from the House of Truth, so obviously he'll be his... with them at some exactly. point. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if at the pay per view or over the summer, over the summer, perhaps we see Steen in a lot of title matches against sort of outside guys like Homicide or Rhino, perhaps. But um, I think at the pay per view, at that point, Cornette's going to be sick of Steen as champion. He's going to want to. You know, stack the deck against him as much as possible. So he'll probably put him in some sort of, I don't know, gauntlet match or triple threat or f- four-way four-man uh, battle royal. <laughs> Sorry. You mean over the top rope challenge? No, I was on the ROH roster page and a certain picture made me laugh, but I won't say who it is. Go on. Um, right. So should we get to the first sentin uh, topics? Yeah. Uh, the first one is on Facebook from Bill Parson. I'm afraid I'm going to have to add punctuation, so I'm not sure if I want to get this correctly, but why not a 10-man elimination, two people in ring at once, with Richards, Finlay, Storm, Elgin, Edward Steen, Strong, Champer, Rhino, O'Reilly. Watch the spoiler there, I'm reading it. Since. I think that would be a hell of a match, I smell money. I think someone's burnt his wallet. Um, that is a lot of people. That is a lot of people in one match. I don't match. know if that's ten. I'm going to count. Hang on. Uh, so ten-man tag with two in the ring at once. Uh, no, so it's an elimination, not a tag, an elimination match. Oh, my God. Oh, I see. So, like, okay. Elimination wow. match. I know Lance Storm isn't wrestling anymore. That would be a very long match and a lot of people in there. So uh, I'm not sure what they actually get in return or if it's just a random match. I don't know if it's just, just like a... You know, just for fun. Why not? Yeah, but that then who, could, would, who, who else would? The that's half the roster match. in one match. That could <laughs> that could be the new longest match in ROH history. Ooh, I think it's it's one of those things. That I I'm not sure it would really it would come across well in reality. I mean, I don't know. It, it could do. Uh, so, I mean, I can't see Finley featuring much for Ring Runner again. I can't see Storm wrestling for Ring Runner much uh, again. And I just uh, I don't know. It would just seem a bit strange to put all those guys in one match for for nothing really. If it was you know for a shot of the title or something, then maybe. But I don't know. Um, the next one is from Macklin. Uh, he says we can't say that. I'm afraid. Um, yeah, you've got an <laughs> epic spoiler there. Um, um, but he's he's sent in another one. But um, I think we've got one on the forum about this as well. Um, he says. Any thoughts on the article Mark Madden wrote about the death of ROH, where he reviewed a show he didn't even attend? And Daniel Bryanson on the forum also asks, is ROH dying? Question mark. Any thoughts no. on Mark Madden's comments? Um, 
I'll be honest with you. I did not. I I still don't actually know who Mark Madden is or what his relevant uh, relevance. He commentated on WCW. He was the greatest WCW commentator of so, all time. So right he was a commentator Mike. in an organization that has been shut down for like ten years. And how are his opinions relevant? <laughs> if, you're, if you're a worse commentator than Tony Schiavone, then you know you're bad. I mean, he was he was bad, but yeah. He, I mean, the, the whole article is just. A lot of it is just completely crap, basically. I mean, it's it's him just voicing a, uh, an, an opinion, and he's just trying to pass it off all as fact. I mean, he's saying basically that Ring of Honor are, are in trouble financially, and that you know they're bleeding money. I mean, how how can he know that? There's no way that he can know that for a fact. I mean, he can say that he thinks that that that's happening. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but he's you know he's writing this stuff and trying to pass it off as fact, which is completely stupid and. As you said, I mean, he's he's not been relevant for quite a while. I think someone posted on the forum saying that he hosts some sort of, um, or he's a DJ or radio host in, in Pittsburgh or something. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, that tells you everything you really need, need to know. I mean, his opinion isn't really worth much. And I did notice that a lot of the Ring of Honor uh, wrestlers were sort of telling him he was a load of crap, basically, on Twitter. And he started, I mean, a lot of his, he, he sort of just went into playground mode and was, just like oh, I've I've earned more than you in a month at WCW than you have in six months in ROH, and yeah, he's he's just a bit of an idiot, I think, by the sound of it. So yeah, that's enough said on that moron. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I know he's written he wrote well, well, he wrote one and then um, he got all the negative feedback from ROH, and he's written another one which is basically just what he said, and it's just more crap, what he but... said. Shot on Benjamin. Yeah, what he said, oh. and what he said was a lot of rubbish. So. Uh... There you go. Um, the next one, uh, we've got quite a few on the forum, actually. Um, we've got a few from Marcus, but unfortunately, they're all very troll, trolly. So um, they, they are not uh, legitimate questions. So well, we'll give not... you an example of one. Is it possible Adam Cole planted those teeth in the ring to trick Carl O'Reilly into believing he was more damaged than he was? Could Cole have always been carrying teeth, just waiting for the right opportunity? Yeah, that's sort of the colour of the question, so we won't be... Mark, uh, hang your head in shame. I think that's all we need to say. Yes. Um, right, the the next one is from... I, I really can't read this name. It looks like it's G, G, G Vill's Chosen One. Oh, G Vill's Chosen One. There we go. It was easier than I thought. Um, he says, love the podcast, but was wondering, with your fascination of Charlie Haas' Toot Toot promo, if you knew where it came from. Though I dislike a lot about... Cornet, that bit of genius is owed to Cornet's memory and Arn Anderson. Do we uh, have a, he, he, audio he has a yeah, he's linked us to a video which is the origin of the Charlie Haas Toot Toot promo. And I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear this, but uh, I'm going to play it now. Um, this is Arn Anderson, and it should be noted that Jim Cornet was actually interviewing him, so that's probably why he then passed this infamous knowledge along to Haas to make <laughs> that amazing promo. Could you even hear that? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we could, yeah. Okay, Is it, so it was just me, or did at the start he sound like The Rock? <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, so thank you, g for that one. That was quite that was a good bit of um, sort of... That's a scoop right there. We've, yeah. we've uncovered Charlie Haas. Charlie yeah. Haas, you know, can say toot toot five more times than Arn Anderson, but it doesn't still, you know, he still stole it. Maybe, maybe Arn, maybe Cornette told Arn Anderson about it. So maybe Cornette's 
Maybe he created it all. Maybe he's the, this the is, brother of the Toot Toot. If we were proper journalists, we would know the answer to these questions, but uh, we're not. So. It'll be a mystery. Um, next one from MLS. He says, McInerney's probably the best person to answer this question if he's on the show again. Unfortunately, he's not. Um, I don't think he is, no. Let me we check. haven't heard him yet. <laughs> no, he's not here. <laughs> you know, exclusive uh, studio apartment. He's not here, unfortunately. Um <laughs> He says, where do you think RH's WrestleMania shows will be held next year? Will the two shows be in New York? And if so, do you think it will be the Hammerstein Ballroom or do you think they'll instead be in New Jersey? I mean, I, I, me and Steve are probably like the worst people to answer this because we live in England. But how far away is the Hammerstein Ballroom from you know where WrestleMania is? Because from what I understand, wherever they were at Showdown in the Sun was quite far away from Mania. So if it's that sort of distance, they'll probably just go to the Hammerstein Ballroom again. Too bad for you guys. I suck with geography. Um, <laughs> this is where we need either Macklin or John, so maybe we'll have to get back to this but John question. John sucks at geography as well. We, do, we get these Americans on for their geographical knowledge and none of them know anything. <laughs> I still think John's secretly Canadian anyway. But Yeah, he is. But um, unfortunately, Macklin isn't on Skype right now, so I, I don't think we can answer this question, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, as, as Harry said, if it's close enough, I mean, I think... Wasn't the the Miami shows from they were about an hour distance, weren't they, from Fort Lauderdale? So something like that. I remember people on their forum organising taxis and things. It was that. Yeah. Fun. So um, hopefully, I think they'll be aiming for quite closer. But I suppose Hammerstein Ballroom is such a well-known venue that I think they could probably get away with holding it there if it was, you know, quite far away. Um, right. Next one is from Jackalope Three. He's got two. He says, gentlemen, I enjoy your show. It's great to listen to a wrestling podcast that does not spend 99% of its time discussing WWE Raw. Lots, of nice, no, lots of nice feedback this week. These are, uh, am I just noticing that all of these people are saying nice things are new users? Are, are these just you creating new account, Harry? Uh, I mean, it could be John trying to sort of... <laughs> sneak his own toot. I don't know. He toot his own horn, exactly. He could be John's just... guardians of truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Jackalope3's first question is, there certainly seems to be a lot of bad signs being reported for RH lately, such as giving some talent the summer off, lost revenue for iPay-per-views due to technical issues, and recent house show cancellations. How patient do you think SBG will be with ROH if it loses money for an extended length of time? I mean, yeah, he, he does make some good points there. There have been some negative news, but you don't want to take them too far i mean yeah tjp and the books were given the summer off that's just three people it's not you know the whole roster and i've said before i don't think tjp is probably the most expensive person so it's not like they're that desperate for money if they were they'd get rid of more of the expensive people but um the lost revenue due to the technical issues i mean yeah i'm, I'm sure that could affect them because i bet they make a lot of their money from the ipad views and they did have to give border wars for free to pretty much everyone really but uh I don't know. Really. I mean, we we don't know their financials. So we don't know how if they're making a profit or if they have lost money recently. And you know, if they do make lose a lot of money, I'm I'm sure SBG will just be like, well, buy, just get rid of them. If they're not simple as that, they they bought them to, uh, I'm assuming to make money. That's what a business does. So if they're not doing that, then they'll we'll get rid of them. And I think it really does depend too on ratings. Uh, and unfortunately, SBG is uh, pretty secretive with how a Ring of Honor does. Uh, in terms of a rating, so it's just a matter of, you know, Joe Coff's in charge, and I, I feel like Joe Coff's the kind of guy who believes in wrestling and wants to give it a, a fair shake, 
But, you know, if they continue to do bad ratings, and I don't know what the ratings are like right now across the market, but uh, if they continue or if the ratings drop, then maybe we'll see a change in how they perceive Ring of Honor. But right now, uh, right now it looks like they're pretty confident and they're going to keep running with it. Mm, I agree. Mm, I think this is kind of a hypoth- uh, hypothetical thing where, you, I mean, unless you speak to someone from SBG or, you know, someone inside of ROH. I'd Why don't we get Joe actually... Cuff on ROH cast? That'd be interesting. Let's well, <laughs> <It's yeah>. dial. <laughs> I don't know, I say this quote all the time, but this is what Jokov said after the whole Border Wars problems. This is what he said about the RH TV show. What he, he said? said you turning a shot on I know, sorry, yeah. He said the program is performing very, very well. He also went on to say that he believed RH was beating TNA in the companies in Ring of Honor's strongest markets, and that ROH was close to doing the 2.0 rating even when the show is broadcast at an unpopular time. So whether I reckon that's quite. We don't know if any of that is true or legit. No, but if they were if they were doing badly, I don't think you'd come out and say they were doing really great. I think that's probably a two two rating is probably very largely inflated. But I think the TV show is probably doing. By two rating, does he mean for a specific time? Does he mean you know a a specific time slot on a specific channel gets a two point zero, or does he mean adding all of them together, all the different airings, all the different states, is a two? Is that what he toot? Is that, is that <laughs> that's uh, a strange uh, way to average the rating? Yeah, where did he get that number from? We'll, we'll probably I never think he know. made it up on the spot. But yeah, I mean, I, I heard our ROH cast is beating TNA cast in their strongest market. We're actually getting yeah. a uh, a two listener rating. <laughs> two people listen to the show <laughs> compared to their one and a half. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I think what basically what you know, Destin. I think Joe Coff especially seems like the sort of guy that. You know, they've bought Ring of Honor because they actually believed in, in Ring of Honor, not just because they wanted to you know, make money out of it. Obviously, you know, they're a business and they will want Ring of Honor to make money or, you know, at, at least attract sort of, you know, ratings that, that will cover the, the you know, the, the, the losses or whatever. So, you know, if it does come to a point where they are, you know, bleeding money, then they probably will move to, I don't know, do something to, to ref, you know, to uh, arrest that sort of slide. But I think at the moment... I think a lot of this is just sort of scaremongering, and I think people are, you know, reading in you know articles done by you know people who just don't have a clue and and are jumping to conclusions. So I think at the moment, you know, everything is is fine. I think, um, you know, going forward, I think the whole sort of wrestling business is in a bit of a slump at the moment. I mean, uh, you know, sort of buys and everything is down for everyone across the board. So I think Ring of Honor just needs to stick it out really, and I'm sure they'll be fine uh, in the long run. Uh, Jackalope3 also has another question. He says, I realise that RH is trying to build new stars by bringing in outside talent like Fit Finley and Lance Storm to work with Bennett and Elgin, etc. But do you think it would be more beneficial to use former RH stars that are still popular with the fans and can bring a little charisma to the table, such as Colt Gabbana and El Generico, to work with the newer guys to help them get over? Yes. And both of those guys would put in a lot of better matches than Finley. Because I'm sorry to any of Finley's fans, but his matches against both Elgin and Strong were very disappointing, very dull, and had me checking Twitter several times. So <laughs> please, no more Finley, but yes to Cabana and Generico. I have to agree with you. I mean, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not a massive fan I of mean, Cabana. Oh, I, think. I was going to actually say, neither am I. But you have to think in this day and age, Cabana is much more relevant, popular, and over than Finley is because Cabana gets name dropped on Raw every now and again, and CM Punk wears his T-shirts. He's got, he's really popular like online and stuff. So you think, you know, him 
he does his podcast that I think has a lot of listeners. So him, you know, if he's on there, he always promotes where he is. If he promotes a Ring of Honor show, it'll bring right. in new fans. So, you know, you'd think they'd be silly not to use Cabana. I don't know why they don't. I'm guessing it's the same I thing think it Generico. Was cost, I mean, they want him contracted like Generico probably, and he doesn't want to do that. So I should imagine Cabana probably was demanding quite a high sort of uh, fee as well. I mean, I mean, I think the only th- the only thing in defence of Ring of Honor is that, you know, he's the sort of guy that isn't going to be winning winning titles. He's just going to be sort of no. mid card guy, sort of, you know, sort of putting on comedy type matches. But you know, he he does bring something different from the rest of of the roster. But I don't think Ring of Honor can look at what he brings to the table and really justify giving him, you know, probably one of the the bigger sort of, uh, you know, biggest wages in the company. Because I should imagine he was probably one of the most expensive guys uh, on the roster. With his, as you say, with the following he's got, I think he can probably demand sort of, you know, sort of one of the highest, uh, on mm. the highest fees really. So that, I think that's the reason they don't use him for Generico. I think it's a stupid decision not to use him. Uh, I don't care if he wrestles for one other company or ten other companies. I don't think he's too good not to have on shows. And yeah, I think Ring Vanner are really sort of um, dropping the ball on this one because I just, I just hope you know someone like Gabe doesn't sign him to an exclusive deal and then that's. Oh. They've got no chance of getting in because that will really, uh, that will really sting. You know, if that if that does happen, so I don't think Jericho will... would do that. He's too much of a journeyman to uh, sign with one guy. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's probably one of the other reasons that Ring of Honor have shied away from using him a lot. I mean, I know they want to sort of get everyone locked down to some sort of contract, but as I said, when someone's as good as Generico, that. I think you just have to sort of just bite the bullet and, and use him regardless, to be honest. But it should be noted that they put like I'm guessing are the books under contracts. I know TJP is, but they still just give him the summer off. So no, they they're not because um, they did they've appeared on Shikara pay per views, haven't they? And ah yes, I'm sure they've I'm sure they might have appeared on one of the Dragon Gate ones. Maybe they're even uh, the Shikara tag champs now, aren't they as well? Yeah, yeah, they beat fast, and they wrestle a lot here too. Um, so. Yeah, Generico was on some kind of contract because he appeared at a Shikara uh, iPad view a while back, a while back, but he actually he wrestled a dark match because ah. of the RH contract. So whether that's expired and mm. he decided, you know, they couldn't agree on terms, I, I should imagine that's what, what happened, to be honest. But um, Last one we have from Roaring Elbow. He says, do you attribute RH's problems at all to the fact that they now have competition as the top indie fed in the country? From 2002 to 2009, ROH was the place to be for the country's top unsigned talent. But now they have to compete with Dragon Gate USA, Evolve, and Evolve for Talent. If those companies were not around, the ROH roster would be would have the Callihans, Garganos, Ricochets, etc. to fill out the card, which seems to me that would make a big difference. What are your thoughts? I like that question. That's uh, that's actually a good point. I've never actually uh, thought about that, and I think it's it's very true, really. I mean. If those, you know, other organisations weren't around, Ring of Honor would be able to sign these guys that, you know, are currently locked into contracts elsewhere, so they can't appear in Ring of Honor. So yeah, I mean, it would be a lot better. <clears throat> excuse me, if if those companies weren't around for Ring of Honor's sake. But um, what do you guys think? It's a it's a good concept. Have, I like the idea of competition. And yeah, um, that's true. Evolve Evolve and UGUSA are definitely offering that competition right now. It's just a matter of Ring of Honor rising to the occasion, and instead of trying to sign guys, uh, increase the quality of of their build, so that you know when you're competing with WWN Live's pay-per-views and you're doing your Ring of Honor uh, ROHWrestling.com pay-per-views, it's it's just a matter of fans wanting to buy your show more than the other guy, and and mm. focus on that instead of uh, beefing up your roster. Mm, I think you can look at it both ways, really. I mean, you could look at it and say that you know it's 
it's a bad thing for everyone involved because people who, you know, Ring of Honor fans who want to watch Generico won't be able to watch him now and we'll have to, you know, order other shows to, to watch him when they may, might not want to watch other guys on, on that particular show or in that particular company. And, you know, you could say that, um, you know, you don't get the sort of super matches anymore. You know, people like people say, like, oh, I'd love to see, just, you know, I'm just dragging two names out of the hat, like Elgin against, um, I don't know, Chuck Taylor or someone. I mean, that's just a random thing I've just made up. But, you know, they'd like to see that in Ring of Honor, but that's never going to happen because, you know, that you know, Chuck Taylor's contracted to, to Gabe. So, you know, if something, if something like that, people will criticise that. But then, as, as Des said, it does, you know, it increases competition and you'd like to think that it makes Ring of Honor aspire to be better and to put on a better product too. As Des said, you know, it makes sure that people come and watch them rather than rather than the competition. But actually, I, um, it should be so noted that John is a traitor. He he went to a Dragon Gate show this past weekend. Yeah, that's that's one of the other reasons we've uh, decided to send him home for the summer as well. Um, mm. He needs to rethink his priorities. Yeah, which we're, we're trying to lock him under a, an exclusive contract. He doesn't want to do it yet. We're just going to keep pressuring him in, over the summer until he does sign and. Lock him keep, I just signed right away. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Lock him down to an exclusive ROH cast uh, contract. Uh, just, uh, he's, he's hard to. He's trying to request quite a, quite a big fee as well because he wants a private jet and. Uh, oh no! He claims he has ice this, cream, this chicken this, tenders, this uh, big following <laughs> that he can bring to uh, the podcast. You know, he has 126 Twitter followers. He says wow. things he about the John Squad behind him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe anything of what he's saying, so uh, I'll see what we can sort out with John. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be able to. Uh, maybe everyone on the forum can chip in and we can afford to, to get him to <laughs> set, set up a Kickstarter to be able to pay John's ridiculous <laughs> podcast. John on the podcast. <laughs> Is that we'll receive thousands of, of uh, followers. Um, yeah, that's the. We've had a lot this week. Thanks for your. All the uh, majority of them were innovative interesting questions so yeah thank apart you from Marcus those. screw you Marcus yeah, yeah. Um, some Keep it up, nice fresh questions keep it up be sure to send them in all the ways I said earlier yeah thank you I like the Marcus questions send them to me <laughs> <laughs> do not do not say your Twitter thing I will play I won't, a I won't. Song. PM me on the PM me on the forum <laughs> I won't uh, I won't put them on the air um, so yeah are we going to move on to the spoilers now yeah okay so now we're going to talk about the spoilers from the latest set of TV tapings in Baltimore. Um, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, uh, we recommend you stop the podcast now. And also avoid ROHWrestling.com because they've got major <laughs> spoilers all over the homepage and our, our site doesn't. Ours is much better. Uh, um, so yeah, we'll play a quick spoiler warning and I've not tested the volumes on this so it may be extremely loud and I apologise if I make any of our listeners go deaf. So yeah, that was the spoiler warning. Uh, we're now going to. hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't actually cut that short as well. It is actually much longer. Um, so yeah, uh, they taped four weeks of uh, TV from uh, Baltimore. We're not in this, not exactly sure when these will start airing. Uh, we said earlier it'll be later this month, maybe the last week of July. We're not sure. Who knows? Anyway, the uh, I've bracketed these into you know each show. But this is just pure speculation. The match order may change, but I'm just going to read it based on how it is here anyway. The the first show begins with Adam Cole and Eddie Edwards defeating Brutal Bob and Mike Bennett. So another 
appearance by uh, Brutal Bob. So hopefully we'll see his Brutal Breaker again. Devastating yes. move. And uh, I believe Adam Cole won with the crossbody here. I'm not sure who it was on. I'm assuming Brutal Bob. Um, after the match, Maria slapped Adam Cole. And none other than Sarah Del Rey returned to sort of even the sides. So um, I personally wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a sort of six-man-woman mixed tag match between the, those six there. It's Sarah Del Rey versus Brutal Bob. And an <laughs> Brutal Bob will win. I will pay to watch As that. long as it, it uh, doesn't end up like the Ernesto, Ernesto Osiris Sarah Del Rey match. I hope someone will know <laughs> on about Someone will know. It was posted on the forum. Anyway, and then uh, we have an ROH World Title match with Kevin Steen defeating Mike Mondo. Um, after the match, Jimmy Jacobs attacks Mondo and uh, Eddie Kingston makes the save. A lot of uh, returning saves on this uh, this show here. Um, he wants a piece of Steen and later it was announced that in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, um, Kevin Steen will be taking on Eddie Kingston for the ROH World Title. So it won't be homicide as we speculated earlier. Um, so yeah, there we go, Eddie Kingston. I believe they had a match at um, was it the Shikara event when they did the Unity synergy yeah. um, for the Shikara title, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So I'm assuming Steen will retain here, but uh, that yeah, that's August 11th in uh, Rhode Island. Mm, that should be really good because their little yeah. um, sort of uh, segment at uh, was it the 10th anniversary show? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was quite entertaining, and uh, I, I mean I haven't seen sort of. Uh, I can prove. Oh, Eddie Kingston, that's it. <laughs> I haven't seen him wrestle for quite some time. Basically, since he was last in Ring of Honor. So, um, it'd be, I'll be trying to get. I'll try and get a DVD because that that should be a really good match. Mm. Uh, the second show began with Truth Martini. <laughs> I almost said Truth Martini defeated Jobber. Uh, <laughs> Rhino with Truth Martini defeated a Jobber. Um, that is literally what it says here. I apologise to this job, but if you are listening, and we've just insulted your career. I'm Sorry, sure you're a very, very talented worker, but um, he won't Talking of Truth Martini, do we know if he won the arm wrestling contest against Joe Rock or whatever it was? Uh, that was not in these. Ah, oh, that's the main thing I wanted to know. Oh, screw the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, we then had Tommaso Ciampa defeat Mike Seidel with the Project Ciampa. And before the match, Champa gave Nana an air raid crash. So he's beating up Nana once again here. Um, breaking away with, perhaps on his own, or with Ardy Evans. We're not 100% sure. We'll have to uh, wait and see. And then, for the in main event of the second show, uh, Adam Cole defeated Roderick Strong to become the new Ring of Honor World Television Champion. And this is what Ring of Honor have spoiled on their website and YouTube. Well, they initially spoiled it on YouTube and then renamed the video to like have spoiler tags. But then they just put it on the front page of the website anyway. So <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there. A bit strange for them to spoil it. But um, I think this is a great move. I said this on last week's show that they need to give him the belt because it was doing nothing for Strong. And Cole is a really talented guy and I'm glad to see him get the belt. And I'm looking forward to um, you know what comes next with his sort of title reign. Anything else you want to add about? I feel this is a big story. No? Okay. okay. Silence there. I believe Dez has been dropped from the call. He was that shocked that Adam Cole was on the belt. He appears to have been disconnected from the call. Are you still there, Stephen? Yeah, I am. Sorry, yeah. I was just I was just seeing where Dez had gone. But... Yeah, so... Um, Maybe he's had a brownout. He, Dez appears to have had a brownout. So, uh, this is very strange. <laughs> He pushed uh, the wrong button. Okay. He pushed the wrong button and had a brownout. So we're just going to quickly add him back to the call. Very but perfect. yeah, I mean, I, I'm 
I'm really glad that Cole's picked up the, the belt. I mean, I think he's had lots of uh, momentum recently, and uh, I think we said when it was announced that he'd be taking on Strong that he should really win this belt because Strong was was gaining nothing from being champion, and there was no real point of him being champion. So, yeah, I'm really glad that that Cole's won it, and uh, hopefully he can have a, a really good reign and. I'm sure he will because you know he, he never really puts on a you know a bad match. He always has good matches. So yeah, he's looking he's forward to uh, great in the ring and again. good on the mic. So a good combination and a, a well-deserved title reign. So uh, good stuff. Des, uh, very unprofessional. You have a brown out there. Uh, sorry about that. I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> this is a guy who hosts his own podcast. And he doesn't I, get that, I could imagine so that happening at a Ring of Honor like. Uh, Oh, speaking of unprofessional, Ring of Honor? we're doing no, a podcast. We have a <laughs> uh, a call from Podcast Worst Nightmare. Oh, don't let him on. Speaking <laughs> uh, of technical problems, uh, John, you are you're live on the podcast. Oh, why have you let him on the show? Uh, hello, am I on the air? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, this is awesome. I've never been on a radio show like this before. <laughs> you called in last week, you moron. Yeah, uh, we, we're just <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking about the spoilers from Baltimore. So uh, we're just at the bit where Cole has won the TV title. Anything you'd like to uh, share about that? Uh, I think it's a great move to put the title on him. He's arguably one of the hottest wrestlers in Ring of Honor right now. After his performance at Best in the World, where he got his face caved in, but <laughs> it, but yeah, it was a it was a great move to put the belt on him. It was. It was um, the belt really wasn't doing anything for Roderick Strong. He was it was he was having a good reign, but I think Adam Cole's the perfect person to hold that to hold the uh, TV title now. And I think going forward, he's going to do wonders for the TV title division and the mid card going forward. And I found it weird that Ring of Honor decided to kind of spoil it on their website by announcing it. Mm. It kind of seems weird that like they would do that because I don't ever remember them doing that before in the past. No, I mean, I, I think the last time this happened, Jay Lethal won um, the TV title on the first set of tapings, I think, for the SBG era. Yeah. And, uh, I still think, I don't know what they did with the belt, but they didn't announce it until it aired on TV. They did just keep quiet about it, which I think they should probably do. I, I'm not a huge fan of them spoiling it, because I'm, I'm sure there are some fans out there who don't want it spoiled, because I know we sometimes get complaints about you know putting spoilers on Twitter and things. We always are careful now with the spoiler tags and stuff, and even this segment is at the end after a stupidly loud alarm. So, uh, yeah, very strange. Yeah, strange. <laughs> um, uh, John, do you have anything else to, <laughs> to share, or should we just move on with the spoilers and uh, you can stick around for a bit? Uh, I can stick around for a few minutes. All right, then. Uh, the third show began with the Briscoes defeating the Guardians of Truth. They were also the headbangers, apparently. Um, after the match, Rhino and Roderick Strong attacked the Briscoes. So, um, perhaps what, what I wish they would do with the Guardians of Truth is make it different guys every time, like just noticeably different guys under the same mask and same <laughs> They just same, changed uh, skin color completely, just two black yeah, guys just, this week or something. <laughs> you know, you know who should be... And I don't even mention that it's different. Like, this could completely go, I guess, it's the same people every time, too. <laughs> ne- next week, it should be D-Line under the mask. Yeah. Remember yes. D-Line? D-Line were awesome. Yes. Uh, Best tag team in the world. They had that fantastic <laughs> match with Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, didn't they, a few weeks ago. Um, also on the third show, Mike Bennett defeated Lance Storm in their third match, I think. 
Is that? Oh, who's this? That was this one. <laughs> oh, I didn't want that one spoiled. <laughs> Damn it. Did you not hear the spoiler warning? Did you not hear that loud alarm? Uh, <laughs> oh well. I'm going to have to continue, unfortunately. Uh, Maria sort of distracted the referee and then Bennett used a steel chair to pick up the win. Um, after the match, Sarah Del Rey and Eddie Edwards saved Storm from post-match beatdown. So I'm guessing we will see uh, you know, uh, Edwards, Cole, um, Del Rey and versus Brutal Bob Bennett and Maria, probably. Um, I- I'm not sure why they did this match for a third time. I don't think it was needed. I think they could have put Storm against her. A fresh opponent, but uh, the past two matches have both been good. I think the first one was the best, so um, looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to it. Like yeah. I, I understand why they did the third match split one to one, so I guess they're like, even more decisive than Bennett going over Storm. But I'm looking forward to seeing Sarah Del Rey back in Ring of Honor. I'm not really huge on women's wrestling, but Sarah Del Rey is one of those is, uh, women's wrestlers that I really enjoy watching. So I'm yeah. happy she's back at least for the short term. Yeah. Stephen, uh, you've often had controversial opinions. Yeah, let's perhaps not go there. Um, In the fourth and final show from the tapings, uh, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Matt Taven via submission. Uh, The Bravados defeated Roderick Strong and Michael Elgin via follow-up. Yeah, the Bravado bandwagon rolls back into Ring of Honor, finally. Picks up a huge victory over the House of Truth there via follow-up. Undefeated since they returned from Japan. Haven't they also beat the Young Bucks? Yeah. Who else have they defeated, Stephen? Since I know you're leader of the bandwagon, I think. I think they've only had they had two matches. I believe they had another match as well at a, a house show. I think they only. Oh, they they beat Wrestling's Great Tag Team by DQ. Oh, of course, yeah. So I mean, look at the teams they have just. They're undefeated. They're on a roll. They should be they, number one contenders. They need to get a title shot. They yes. do. Yeah, Tag Team Champion. And then in the uh, main event of the uh, last show, we have Jay Lethal, Kenny King, and Rhett Titus defeating Kevin Steen, Jimmy Jacobs, and Steve Carino. When... Guess who picked up the win? Guess who picked up the win? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you ruined that completely. Uh, Jay Lethal won with the lethal injection on Jimmy Jacobs. <laughs> Which is funny because I suppose, John, you weren't here, but earlier we were just saying how lethal is unbeatable. And uh, we were joking about all these wins he gets, and here, we, here he goes again. But um, one thing to note about these spoilers, unless they're missing something, is no promos. Not not one in-ring segment, match announcement, nothing for Death Before Tisana. So unless that's all going to be, in, I'm assuming that's all going to be inside Ring of Honor. It's a bit strange that there's nothing in the ring, no sort of altercation between Steen and the, the new number one contender or something. Mm. Or do you think that's just missing? Have we got a shoddy report here? Probably. <laughs> and uh, another little thing to to note as well that there were no um, Russians' greatest tag team. I was thinking, where is the outlaw Charlie Huss? And right. no Homicide either. Oh no! I'm pretty sure Homicide was actually competing at one of those ECW reunion things. Ah. Oh yeah. So. Which is annoying because obviously, from what happened, you know, in beating Edward, you'd think that they, they was they were hoping he'd come back in full time, and then the TV tapings after that, he goes and works at another yet another ECW reunion show that no one cares about anymore. Uh, yeah. Another thing to know is uh, David Richards was absent, and we talked about earlier. He's he's taken a month off from Ring of Honor. I'm not. I don't believe there's an official reason for this. I'm guessing just wants a rest, probably, and he deserves it really. 
he has some uh, hard fought matches, so he just quick break. I'm not sure what he's doing, but um, I think it'll work well as well when he comes back, and hopefully him and O'Reilly can start a feud as well. That'd be uh, yeah. I'm assuming he could come back and start at the um, August third tapings. I'm guessing. Yeah, I think Richard could come back and say, you know, I've been. I've been thinking a lot. I went away and thought He's, about I've been training said, with Dan Seven. I've learned the Dragon <laughs> Sleeper. Maybe Edward will tell Richards about um, O'Reilly training with Seven. There'll be some maybe sort of swear. We can do this whole thing, uh, final battle again in reverse. <laughs> um, I want yeah, him to come so... back as the, uh, as the Chuck Norris of Ring of Honor. He just kicks oh, yeah. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> um, I think that, ra- that wraps up the spoilers. And I think that's... Uh, the end of the show i think we've talked about everything i think this is quite a long one i i really have no idea um so yeah thank you to steven and des for joining me thank you always and thank you to john for showing up for the last five minutes uh, yeah i show up when i want to <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical main adventure dude way to big time us yeah I, I, you you get hyping your uh, august return on twitter to your 120 followers <laughs> Hey, I'm up to 126 now. Oh, <laughs> oh I, love, I love how he knew that number as well. <laughs> Thank you for showing well, up late, Jeff Hardy. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I just showed up casually late. But if you also want to add to my 126 followers on Twitter, you can follow me at JohnShoe89. I wish I had this, the, the spotted <laughs> noise ready. I, I should have just played. It's my thing, dude. I push my Twitter without Harry knowing. Right, this is going out of control. This is just time to wrap this up. It's a hostage uh, crisis. Wrap it up quick. Yeah. I show up. The podcast gets thrown away off course. We, uh, we hope you enjoyed this mess of a show. Um, tune in next week for episode 43. Who knows who will be here? I don't know if John will be. He'll probably call in and take the show hostage again. Um, <laughs> we will see you all... <laughs> We will see you all next week, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you.